Our youth are being heard on Sound Off. 98.5 KISS FM. We're more than just a radio show. We're a family. Where teens have a voice. Here we talk about topics that are relevant to the community as well as things that interest us. Yeah, we're teenagers. But we have stuff that we want to say. And we're going to do that now. 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 We sound off and you can sound off too. Good morning to you, all of our amazing listeners. We welcome you to Sound Off. We're heard weekly on your favorite radio station, in addition to our Apple podcast. Uh, my name is Claudine Lance Schofield. I'm joined by my co-host, Amanda Renee Butler. Good morning to you. Good morning, Sco. How are you? Listen, doing absolutely well, and I'm doing even better because we have some phenomenal young women and a phenomenal woman in the Sound Off Zoom studio. We have... The amazing, the beautiful, the articulate, Dr. Tiffany Hollis, representing Coastal Carolina University. Let's give it up. Good morning, Sound Off audience, and good morning, Sco. Good morning, Amanda. Thank you for having me again. Welcome back to the Sound Off Zoom studios. And listen, I'm excited because we have some beautiful, intelligent, young ladies on this morning. And so what I'm going to do, they represent women yes, of color, Coastal Carolina University. I'm not going to even try. I'm going to begin with you, Yvonne. If you beautiful young ladies would take the opportunity to tell us a little bit about yourself. My full name is Yvonne Sherman, and um, I'm a native to Conway, South Carolina. Um, I go to Coastal. I got six classes till I graduate, thank the Lord. Okay. Um, I'm an English major with a minor in public health, and um, I just can't wait to see what the future has to hold for me because a lot of stuff is still weird with COVID, but we're taking our time, you know? Hi, y'all. My name is Courtney Scott. I'm a senior here at Coastal. I graduate next weekend. Um, I will be going into the military. <laughs> Thank you. I will be going into the military as a second lieutenant. Um, and my major is criminal sociology. Awesome. Uh, hi, I'm Jessica Peake. I am a senior. I'm a triple major, computer science, women and gender studies, and math. I had a lot of things going on, but I should be graduating in the spring of the next year, hopefully. Cash awesome. your fingers. And I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and I am 22 years old. Awesome. Naomi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well. Tell us about yourself. Well, my name is Naomi. I'm a junior singer. I'm a transfer from California, and I came all the way here wow. to South Carolina to be a communications major and a minor in Africana Studies. Awesome. All the way from California. That's amazing. And we're coming so cool. <laughs> Daya, That's really that is, cool. That is really cool. Daya, good morning to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Good morning. I am Daya Perra, as you mentioned. I'm an elementary education major with a minor in language and intercultural studies with a concentration in Spanish. Mouthful. Wow. Um, Conway native, born and raised. I'm a modern Conway High School. Okay. Conway High School. Tiger, I will always be. Um, and hey. <laughs> I've been told to start mentioning this more, but I am also uh, 2021 Miss Perf. 
Coach Carolina's Miss Kerf. Yeah. That's awesome. But look, I want to say, Dr. Hollis, everybody <laughs> on this panel, these are some beautiful young ladies and intelligent young ladies. But I want to come to you, Dr. Hollis. Real quick, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and we're going to jump into the show. All right. I am Dr. Tiffany Hollis. I am in my fourth year here as an assistant professor at Coastal Carolina University, Shants Up. I am the advisor of these beautiful women um, of a group, an initiative on campus called the Women of Color Group. I come to you from Gaffney, South Carolina, by way of Charlotte, North Carolina, and I am here now in Conway area where I call home since I am at Coastal Carolina University. Awesome. So we're going to jump into it. Um, I don't know who wants to begin, but I want, I want to talk about the importance of having a safe space. And I know uh, the Women of Color organization is absolutely just based on what I know about it. It's a safe space. And especially, you know, as young women having to go through this pandemic and people your age probably thought, oh, this will be over in a month. But unfortunately, it's still here. And so how important is it as a college student, as a young woman of color to have a safe space and have a phenomenal advisor as well? First of all, first of all, I want to shout out to Dr. Tiffany Haas because throughout this whole entire pandemic. She has rocked with us. She has never left us our side. She's gotten us through every single planning, every single any of that. Like she's just amazing. So I want to say shout out to her first. And she's just the best advisor I've ever had in any organization. And I love her. But second of all, it's important for us to have a safe space because my freshman year I was sexually assaulted. So I didn't go to any organizations. I didn't go to any meetings. I didn't go to any events. I didn't like I was drunk all the time in my house. Like that's literally my life for my whole freshman year and she just continued to make sure that I was like there and I suffer from severe depression and PTSD as well and it's important because I went through a lot of hoops and hurdles when I was sexually assaulted just to be heard and when I got to walk I was heard with welcoming welcoming arms because a lot of women also have been through the same thing that I've been through and not been heard and so it pushed me to be more active on campus and get things done and get things changed and that never would have happened if I came, if I never came to walk, if that makes any sense. Wow. But yeah. Jess, thank you so wow. much for being so yeah. transparent. That I mean, that you just definitely. don't know how many people you helped on this morning. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. And you definitely. definitely. Dr. Hollis, listen, major shout out to you. Who wants to go next? Um, I think for me, being at Coastal is a predominantly white institution. So women of color does, it is a safe space. I'm able to see people who look like me, people who can relate to the issues that are going on now to me. And we're able to talk about it without being judged or without having, you know, the constant controversy back and forth. And I also do also want to uh, shout out to Dr. Hollis, because if it wasn't for her, I can count on my fingers how many women of color professors we have on this campus. And Dr. Hollis is the best person, the best mentor, the best advisor that you could think of, because I look up to her. I want to be like her. You could you see the awards that she win. Like she makes it known that even though we're at an institution that is predominantly white, we're still here. And she, women of color, she has made that such a great safe space for us to talk about any and everything. So awesome. I definitely agree with Jess on that. Awesome, awesome. Um, I think I'm basically just repeating what everyone else was saying already. But like uh, one thing that sets me out is I didn't join Walk when I first got to Coastal. Um, since I came from Conway High School, I had so many beautiful black women to look up to and to nurture me and to take care of me and mentor me throughout high school and whenever I got to coastal I didn't see anyone and I then I had Dr. Hollis in one of my education classes and when I was going through a rough period in my life 
And she took me aside and was basically like, hey, you are important. You are a phenomenal woman and you need to be unapologetically you. And I took that with me. And though it was hard many days and we text many days, I know that it was important to like remember that I can, that I am a great woman. And she just helped me to remember to instill that in me on a PWI. Um, and then she gave me the chance to be on the leadership board and has been an amazing mentor ever since. But there'll be some times where I don't even want to bother her because I know that she's so amazing and she's doing so many great things. So I just feel like I don't need to bother her with what I'm doing. But I got to get better at that because she's amazing. Yeah, you do have to get better at that. Naomi. So Dr. House is very energetic, as you can tell. Um, and I'm a transfer. So I didn't know anything about WALK. I didn't know that they were a lot of black representation on a PWI campus because I came from California, which is majority um, Latinx and African-American people. And coming into coastal Carolina, I just, I wasn't used to not seeing color on campus until I went into walk. And when I saw Dr. Hollis and I saw these melanated beautiful women I was like, oh my God, I love it so much. I had to take away my, I had to take myself away from walk a little bit because I am diagnosed with overall cancer and I'm anemic as well. And when I had to tell Dr. Hollis, like, I'm feeling ill, I'm feeling sick, um, she literally just told me to just take a breather and take a step away and it's okay. You don't have to stress yourself out. And I was like, okay, because I'm so used to doing above and beyond with things and risking my own health for things. And when she just told me to relax, I was like, I'm gonna relax. Courtney. Um, for me, I think um, the, way, the best way to explain my relationship is WALK is that um, it's considered an initiative on campus, but for me, WALK is more of a, a resource, a tool. Um, it's a no pressure type of environment and you take what you need. Um, I have been on and off with WALK since my freshman year. I have. Um, a really, really tight workload. I try not to talk about it because there's no need in hashing on negative stuff. That's not important. But um, Walk has always been there for me and vice versa. So when I need something or, you know, something's asked of me, I just do my best to carry out what's, what's expected because um, as everyone else has said, it's a common thing. Um, sounds like a walk towards a solidarity on this PWI campus because, um, a lot of people don't talk about the issues that black women have to deal with in general, but it's a lot harder, um, you know? So walk um, makes you feel at home. Um, if you are stressed out and you just want to talk to somebody, you can do that. So it's just open-ended and like the ways it can help you. Wow, good stuff. Once again, you're listening to Sound Off and we're really honored to have these beautiful women representing WAC, uh, Women of Color of Coastal Carolina University. And we're always honored to have Dr. Tiffany Hollis, assistant professor at Coastal Carolina University and advisor of WAC, Women of Color. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Our youth are being heard on Sound Off, 98.5 KISS FM. To you, all of our amazing listeners, welcome back to Sound Off. My name is Claudine Lance Schofield, joined by my co-host, Amanda Butler, and these phenomenal, I mean, with everything in me, I absolutely mean phenomenal young women and a phenomenal woman, Dr. Tiffany Hollis. Uh, representing Coastal Carolina University Women of Color. And that's what we're talking about this morning. So much 
going on, some amazing things going on at Coastal Carolina University. So once again, good morning to you, beautiful young ladies, and good morning to you, Dr. Tiffany Hollis. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Awesome. We're not going to waste a lot of time. Amanda, I'm coming to you. What did you have? Um, Dr. Hollis, can you fill us in? How did WALK get started? So, of course, we are um, on uh, the campus of a PWI, predominantly white institution. And uh, Pat Singleton Young, who um, recently retired after serving at Coast Carolina for 38 years of her life, um, she created that space along with several alumni that came to her with this idea of having the space for women of color, particularly black women at that time, um, where they could come and talk and just share and talk through certain issues. Because of course, being a black woman or a woman of color on campus, you do encounter microaggressions, racism, and other issues, um, bias, et cetera. And so there, it is important to have that space. Um, and then, so Pat Singleton Young also was joined by Bertha Flagger, who was the co-advisor. They co-advised for several years, um, this initiative, Women of Color. And when the two of them um, left the institution, left Coastal Carolina University, um, well, Bertha and I co-advised, Ms. Bertha and I co-advised for a little bit. And then when the both of them left, they passed a torch. And so I became the advisor of women of color. And that is probably one of the best decisions that I have ever made being here at Coastal Carolina University. I want to add that I attended a PWI Davidson College and I didn't have a space like this. And so it's more important for me to be what I didn't see to these young ladies on this campus. And it's just very important to me. It's a mission of mine, a calling, so to speak. Awesome. That's true. Cause I, I also went to a PWI. I went to Clemson university and it, it was real scarce. I think in my entire four years at Clemson, I only had one professor that was African-American in the entire four years. So I do want to ask you, you young ladies, um, how important is it to have an advisor or professors that look like you on campus? So for me personally, Dr. Hollis, you know, kind of is like my work mom, work auntie. She's helped me um, in a lot of ways that, you know, um, I guess others on campus couldn't help me, if that makes sense. Um, I don't live on campus. I live in off-campus housing that's not affiliated with the university. But, um, there's been I've had a few issues and Dr. Hollis has even been able to help me um, through those issues. So a little example is um, my refrigerator went out. I lost all my food. Mind you, I am a tenant. So it, it was it's not my job to come and fix it or anything like that. It's their job to replace it. So um, in the meantime, while they were replacing all that stuff, Dr. Hollis got it set up where um, I got um, a, good, a good bit of meal swipes that I'm still using and I got access to the CCU pantry and all types of stuff. But if it weren't for her, none of that would happen. Wow. Right. So for me, I believe that having a person of color, you know, advise our organization or our initiative is important because seeing I'm, I'm in the college of science, so I don't see too many people of color in my, um, in my field. And then on top of that, I am in women and gender studies. And one thing that I, me and Dr. House have had a very long talk about is um, in my women and gender studies class, they are doing a woman of color class and a woman of color is not teaching that class. And oh, so, wow. yeah, so me and Dr. House had a very, 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 very long, you know, conversation about it. And she also explained to me that sometimes in order to be able to get classes onto campus it takes someone that is not of color to be able to start that so that people of color can learn about themselves in a different light than what we normally do and for me I was very confused because I'm like I don't understand how 
certain individuals are going to tell me about myself when you've never lived my life. You've never sit, you've never walked in my shoes. You've never been, you know, in the hood shot at, you know what I mean? Like that's something that you can't relate to in my opinion, especially for the person that was teaching the class, a very nice suburban young lady never, never was, you know, in the same light. So I'm very, it was very interesting to me. And Dr. Hollis very much so changed my mindset about the whole thing. She also taught me how to be able to understand what I need to say and what I don't need to say and how sometimes you approach things differently than you normally do. And I would never have been able to have that conversation with a person that's not of color because they never would have understood how angry that made me to be in a class like that. Dr. Hollis understood because Dr. Hollis lives that life and no one else would have been able to. So I think that's also another reason as to why it's very important to see yourself in the advisors that you choose to be in an organization with or an initiative of, because you have to see yourself in order to be able to live the life that you need to live. Because that's the role model. That's where you need to go. That's where that person is going to lead you to be better than yourself because they're making themselves better by doing what they're doing. And just to put in a little piece, um, Coastal Carolina University is a good school. I love going there. I love attending there. If I would have never went, I would have never met these beautiful black, unapologetically black women. But it is important to have someone that looks like you to represent you in high places. I had an advisor who I was going through struggles and he was basically like, so what is your issue? Like, what is wrong with you? And oh, Mm -hmm. Lord, did that heat me up. (laughs) But Dr. Hollis, as amazing as she is, along with the staff in the IS office and the Cultural and Inclusion Student Services office, um, got it squared away like that. Because they are people that look like us, who understand that we have needs that can't be met unless someone like us speaks up for students like us, if that makes sense. That does make sense. Yes, I agree. I also think that it's really important to have someone who looks like you in the field that you're going into because it's similar to like medical fields, how um, people of not color who are doctors and they're coming to you, they don't really care if your pain tolerance is low or high, as long as you're like black, you're, you're fine. And if you have someone of color come to you, they're like, okay, they're supportive and stuff, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like when you have someone of color or black come to me, I feel supported and I feel understandable. When I have someone of not the shade that I am, they don't understand me. Like with my health, they're like, no, but you can push it a little bit more. But with Dr. Hollis, she's like, don't do that. You can't do that. Do not do that. Do you want me to write a paper? I got the paper right here. And I'm like, okay. So that's why I I think it's very important to have someone in the field that you're reaching to, to look similar to you. Awesome. Courtney, (laughs) what's your take? (laughs) Um, I agree with all these ladies. Um, Having someone of color as an advisor is is very uh, important. Um, having someone I can be myself around. I, you know, we, I love the way Dr. Hollis talk. I, I talk just like her when I go home around my family, I, you know, the country accent, that's just who I am. And talking to Dr. Hollis and hear how she talks, it makes me a lot more comfortable rather than being at a PWI. Um, many of my professors are, um, white professors, you know, my tone changes. I try to sound, I, 
I don't know how to say it, but you know, it, mm -hmm. I, that country accent is all of a sudden gone because it makes me sound unprofessional or ghetto. And being around Dr. Hollis, I'm like, okay, this person understands how I'll talk. She understands the struggles that I go through. So I think that's very, very important. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. And see, this is the reason why we do Sound Off. This is absolutely amazing. Just getting the opportunity to have dialogue with these beautiful young women of uh, women of color and their advisor, Dr. Tiffany Hollis. This is amazing, but we got to go into break. And so uh, the dialogue will continue. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Our youth are being heard on Sound Off. 98.5 KISS FM. To you, all of our amazing listeners, welcome back to Sound Off. My name is Claudine Lance Schofield, joined by my co-host Amanda Butler and these amazing women, young women of WAC, Women of Color at Coastal Carolina University, and we're joined by Dr. Tiffany Hollis, uh, sister professor and also the advisor of WAC. Good morning to everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Listen, we're going to jump back into it because I don't want to waste any time. I, I want to start with you, Jess. Um, you know, as it relates to mental health and mental wellness, um, especially during the pandemic, uh, it, it, I know as an educator in public school, we see the attitudes of our young people have really changed. And so mm -hmm. I want to talk about the importance of it and how your organization jumped on it and uh, you became almost advocates for people that were going through that. And, and so just tell us how did that look in terms of what Watt was able to do as it relates to mental wellness, mental health, and suicide prevention? Um, so first of all, I want to thank you for talking about this because it's a very important um, subject in women of color in general across the nation and across the world. Um, secondly, I want to say that women of color, we tried as much as we could to make sure that we had a safe space for everyone. So before we talked about anything, we made sure we put a caveat out there to make sure that all the women know that this is a safe place. You can say whatever you want, whatever you need to say. It stays here, never leaves here. And um, it definitely got the women to be able to speak up and be able to, you know, share with us what they were going through the, through the pandemic. For me, women of color kept me on a schedule. I knew that every week I had women of color, I had walked. Like, this is a reason for me to get out my bed. This is a reason for me to do something. This is a reason for me to come and see people that are like-minded to me. And that kept me going, honestly, because I have very de bad depression, like I told you earlier in the segment. Um, and so for me, this is like, it, it really helped. And I've definitely gotten from a lot of women that it's helped them to be able to stay up and stay strong and know that, you know, we got this through this pandemic because we're not going to let that get us down. So that's, awesome. that's a big one for me. Good stuff. I agree with Jess. Um, this pandemic has definitely uh, restricted a lot of uh, socialization. So being home pretty much 24-7, for my mental health, it drove me crazy. I, I can't stand being in the house. But, you know, every Wednesday, um, going to the walk meetings, uh, being able to talk to people, see people on Zoom, um, people of color, anything, um, it, it allowed my mental health to, to lift up just a little bit because I feel like, okay, you know, even though I'm not outside or we're not doing too many events, you know, on campus, I'm still able to talk to these ladies, see these ladies, and we're all relating. We're all going through the same thing. So it, that, I think that was very helpful on my mental health as well as a lot of other ladies involved. And also, awesome. um, we once a month, we'll have a Wellness Wednesday, and it was basically like um, a monthly check-in with all the women in the organization, excuse me, initiative, and um, it will be led with a guided um, meditation. We'll do breathing um, stuff. We will have counselors come in, talk to the girls. Um, I will open up. I'll do like a survey where we'll, we'll like um, 
ask like some questions and see how the girls are doing that type of thing. And so um, by doing that, it kind of just helps you brain drain, get those negative thoughts out. That way you can get back to your work um, and recenter. It's really important to take mental health seriously and to have it in a group of women who look similar like me. It was really helpful to, you know, say, okay, this is okay to feel this way. It's okay to feel that feel that way and it's okay to talk to these people about certain issues especially issues that you don't get to talk about or be comfortable to talk about in the households that you live with 24 7 it was really important to keep mental health at the forefront of the pan um during the pandemic because being in a room closed off all the time was not okay. It wasn't okay for me. Um, it took me to a very dark place and I just didn't like, it wasn't okay. So now walk does these mental checks, these mental health, um, check-ins. And, uh, it's honestly one of the best things that's happened, um, to me because now I'm learning how to deal with, um, mental health and I'm learning how to maneuver through it instead of shutting down and not paying it any attention so always remember to everyone that's listening that your mental health isn't the most important thing mental health is health that is an important thing to remember and always to keep that at the forefront of your mind because whenever you crash it's not like it hurts wow. so you got to know how to pick yourself back up and so I'm coming to you, Dr. Hollis, as the advisor, why did you think it was necessary to make sure that that topic was covered? You know, even adults, some days we're not okay. And so right. well, um, I, I remember um, Breonna Taylor happening, Ahmaud mm -hmm. Arbery happening, and George Floyd happening. And I remember the conversations that I had with several of these young ladies about how those incidents impacted them and about how... Um, they didn't really feel like they had that space to express themselves. And so even when um, things went remote and we didn't think we were going to be able to have one woman of color, I made an effort to make sure we kept this going every Wednesday so they could still have that space. But I also wanted to initiate that Wellness Wednesday um, at the beginning of the fall as we transitioned back in, coming back from being remote because we did go full. We did go back into person hybrid um, beginning in fall. And so doing the Wellness Wednesday was very important, but then we also started hearing stories of women of color on campus who were starting to have struggles with um, suicidal ideations, struggles with mental health, deep bouts with depression, um, anxiety. A lot of things were starting to creep in and creep up. And so we became proactive in the sense that, again, we invited counselors to come in and do some different breathing techniques with us, different um, activities with us. And then we had speakers come in and we did an event called Save Our Sisters. And with that event, we had um, um, Fonda Bryant and Keisha um, Ginn from Charlotte, North Carolina, and they came in, um, spoke about not only mental health and crises, but also about um, being suicide, being a suicide um, survivor and talking about the importance of that. And also from that initiative, the young ladies were able to take a QPR training, which was a suicide awareness prevention training. So a lot of the young women, as a part of Women of Color, also became peer ambassadors or peer um, peer mentors to other women who were going through those issues, having attended that training, having attended these sessions. And so they were able to help a lot of their friends and people that they knew um, kind of deal with some of those issues with anxiety, depression, suicidal ideations, and things like that. And I think for them, even though it was heavy, 
um, for a lot of them. I tried to help them with the importance of self-care, making sure they took care of themselves. And as well as I knew they wanted to be there for these young ladies, but I needed them to be there for themselves and show up for themselves just as much as they were showing up for others. Amanda, I'm coming to you. What did you have? Um, would you guys share some of the uh, wonderful programs and awards that you guys have uh, received lately? All of those awards. Because yeah. <laughs> you guys, I mean, you guys have been doing some amazing things. So we definitely want to make sure that the people in the community know all of the great things that you guys are doing. I would love to speak first about the awards that we won. First, I would like to say we won the Bell Tower Award, which is basically an award including everyone on campus. Um, so we had an event that reached out everyone on campus, which was the event that Dr. House was just talking about saving our sisters, which was my favorite event. And, um, yeah, so it was, it was aimed for women of color, um, and people of color, but we opened it up for everyone on campus so that they can understand and get an understanding of just a little bit of what we deal with as women and people of color. The other organization award we received was, um, Student Organization of the Year, and, um, it was well deserved because I, I can I can speak to this personally, but walk we have been doing events all year, whether people come to them or not. And so um, I think we got the reward on the basis that we're very consistent and that um, whether like I said before, whether people came, we were there um, with full energy, had a full plan. There was a lot of nights. Um, me and Dr. Hollis and and I'm sure Courtney too at moments will be up all night or up till midnight trying to um, get forms filled out that way um, you know events could happen we have walk week where um, it's just a huge celebration we have a bunch of events every day for um, people to come out get support um, learn more about our organization that type of thing and you know just to um, have a little incident for our, our women and um, yeah, it was well-deserved. And I'm, I, I'm not trying to speak just on myself, but I worked really hard this year and we we all had our own hurdles to deal with. But Lord, it was all worth it. And I'm just glad it's over. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, another award that we received was Advisor of the Year Award, which um, more than deserving went to Dr. Hollis. Uh, yeah. She watches over <laughs> She, uh, she watches over hundreds of girls at a time. She protects us. She advises us. And I, I just think the award was perfect for her to win. Awesome. Congratulations, Dr. House. Yeah, major, major Thank congratulations. You. It's, it's, easy to, it's easy to be an advisor when you advise such an awesome group of young women. Good stuff. And you know what? Unfortunately, Dr. Hollis and these beautiful young ladies, we're almost out of time. But what I want to ask is, you know, college is not going to be perfect. All experiences are not going to be good. But if I would ask you, what was your best experience thus far as being a student at CCU? Um, so I'll go first. One of my best experiences was I was the 2018-2019 Miss Curve of Coastal Carolina University. Right. Uh, awesome. I'm and the curves. Yes. All right. But then on top of that, I was able to crown one of my bestest friends, Daya Pereira. I was able to crown her this year as the Miss Curve. Yay. And I was able to judge. So, like, that awesome. was one of my favorites. 
But one more thing that I would like to add is that women of color, we like to make sure that, you know, everyone feels included. And when we started this whole program and this initiative, um, Dr. Bertha, I mean, Ms. Bertha and Ms. Pat Singleton wanted to make sure that we make sure that we always say that every woman is a woman of color. So some just have a little bit more melanin than others. And so we always want to make sure that every safe zone, every program that we host, we do have some white girls that attend our um, meetings. We have some Latinx girls that attend our meetings. So we want to make sure that everyone in the um, in the surrounding area knows that you are definitely welcome to come to our events at all times because you are a woman of color. We just might have a little bit more melanin than you. So you should still pull up to our events if you can. Good stuff. Um, something that was important to me, um, other than that great moment with just crowning me, oh my gosh, that brought tears to my eyes. But um, another great thing that I think coming from Coast Carolina is uh, teaching me how to maneuver and work with um, people that have very different mindsets, people that are that are not like me. Um, and that's one thing that I take away from that because going into the workforce, you never know what you're going to encounter. So I'm happy that I've had the opportunity to learn. Good stuff. Um, I will say me personally, Coastal has helped me strengthen and build my voice. I don't have a whole lot of positive experiences with this university, but I'm still grateful for those because they've made me who I am. But since my journey at Coastal began, I have been outstanding um, student of the year for my department of English. Um, I'm a published poet. I have more than four Good stuff. Awesome. I have multiple events um, that I, you know, did on campus, you know, that way we have more solidarity on campus for our our, um, Black and POC students. Um, And overall, I think it's just made me a more knowledgeable person as far as my intellect. Awesome. Um, So Coastal has helped me a lot since I transferred. Um, So I got my first, uh, what's it called, internship. I'm a social media intern and I'm trying to get my language license because I have like three languages that I know. I'm trying to get my down, which is French. Um, And Dr. Hollis has helped me with my podcast for Walk, which is Walkology. I have two podcasts now. So one is Naomi's Cloud and the second one is Walkology. And I'm very thankful for all of the, you know, challenges that Coastal has brought to me and I have completed so awesome that's cool um other than walk has been one of my best experiences I would definitely say the um RTC program here I am one of two black females in my entire class that are commissioning a second lieutenant this year um which is a first so yes yes Yes. that's awesome yes yes it's definitely an experience the four years were hard so yeah I loved it and so that brings me to the fact that I have to let you know that we're out of time. This time went by really, really fast, but uh, we don't want you to leave without giving you the opportunity. So real quick, who would you like to shout out on this morning? So I'd like to shout out my family for holding me down, God for keeping me humble, and Dr. Hollis for getting me an internship with Social Justice RRASC this year. I would like to shout out my mom, my dad, um, and then also Tweets and Slay, because that's my business. Yeah, get lashed by me. And then also I'd like to shout out the Intercultural and Inclusive Student Services Office, because I love them, and Dr. Franklin Ellis, because he's the man. Yeah. I want to shout out my family at home, um, the man in the upper room, Dr. Hollis, and my wonderful roommates who have supported me for the past four years. I would like to shout out 
of course, the lovely God above, my mama, my daddy, my support system, my family, Dr. Hollis, the is office, like she said, is okay. And young. I like to shout out God, Dr. Hollis, my mama, my mama, and, you know, walk. I want to give a shout out to Coast Carolina University for having me as an assistant professor, but also for allowing me to be the advisor for the Women of Color Initiative here on campus. Um, I want to give a shout out to my mother, Deetra Foster, my grandmother, Lenora Hollis, my mentor, the Dr. Doris Mann Cleveland, and also the one and only Pat Singleton Young. Thank you very much, uh, Ms. Pat, for allowing me to carry the torch and to continue this tradition of being the advisor for women of color in your name. And thank you as well, Bertha Flagger, and to the IS office, Shanta. I have to give a shout out to my son, Michael Aaron Butler. And then I want to give a shout out to my aunt, who is actually a retired from CCU, and that is the one and only Miss Carolyn Hickman Woods. Yes. Yes, yes got a sense of love to Miss Hickman. And as always, a very special shout out goes out to this uh, very fine radio station. Shout out to all of our amazing sponsors. Would not be able to do Sound Off without our sponsors. And again, shout out to this amazing group of young women and to you, Dr. Hollis. This has been amazing. Until next week, God bless you. Remember, we sound off and you can sound off too. Our youth are being heard on Sound Off. 98.5 KISS FM. Sound Off.